This is NEP Media. Here we have conversations with some of the brightest minds from the worlds of public safety, organized labor, communications, politics, and more. In this episode, Jim Oleski has a conversation with PJ Goldfeder. PJ is an assistant chief with the Yonkers New York Fire Department, serving that city's residents for more than 23 years. PJ is also president of the Yonkers Fire Officers Association and works as a customer success manager for NEP Services. Hello, everybody. Jim Oleski here with NEP Media. Thank you for joining us once again. Today, we're going to have a conversation with a very special guest uh, from the Yonkers Fire Officers, uh, PJ Goldfeder. Uh, in full disclosure, uh, both PJ and I, uh, while active fire officers uh, in in fire departments um, in uh, the New York City and Philadelphia metro areas, we've also we both also do work for NEP um, in the uh, the branding communications uh, realms, and uh, we're going to talk about some of that stuff today. Uh, so, PJ, thank you for joining us. Welcome to uh, to our discussion, and uh, thank you for your time. Uh, thanks for having me, Jim. Look forward to it. So, so the the kind of motivation to to get you uh, on here, it, it is uh, we're just before Thanksgiving. Uh, we just had the uh, election season uh, go by. Just had election day, uh, and I know you were involved in your city uh, with some uh, initiatives that that were um, that were kind of you know put in the public eye uh, prior to election day, and uh, and you had some success uh, with some of that work. Um, could you talk about some of that? Uh, and that's, I think, a good way to, to start the conversation. And then we'll, we'll we'll take it from there and go a little deeper into to branding and communications and digital advocacy and all those kind of things. Sure. Thanks. Uh, so, New York New York is a very uh, very strong labor labor friendly union friendly state. Everything we do here uh, involves politics. Um, every single election cycle is important for one reason or another. This, this past election cycle, we, we didn't have any major uh, New York state or, or countywide larger races. But what we did have was a mayoral, a mayoral race here in Yonkers. And for us, that is the most important race with our fire, our, our fire officers association and our local. We have a strong mayoral form of government and, and, that, and, and the mayor runs the show. So we, we tend to put a lot of effort into making sure that our voices are heard and that we, we back the proper candidates. And, and so walk us through that this year. Uh, the election just passed. Uh, uh, tell us how um, how you are local. And uh, maybe, you know, I, I believe you, you had previously told me some of the other labor organizations in the city, uh, you know, were involved in some of these things. Walk us through uh, the situation there and and what the outcome was of the work you put in. So uh, as, as always in Yonkers, there's there's more to every story, but uh, the long the long and short of it. And, is- and tell us too for 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 our listeners who aren't familiar with Yonkers, um, it, it's a city that's sort of obviously overshadowed by its uh, slightly larger neighbor just to the south. Um, just tell us a little bit about Yonkers before you go into some of the depths of your uh, your your mayoral situation. Right. So, so Yonkers is a great city. Uh, we we border the Bronx. We border Manhattan and the Bronx on, on the north end, uh, extending up the Hudson River. We've got everything you could possibly think of, uh, commercial, residential, tourism. We've got everything. We've got, on paper, I think around 215,000 people, probably closer to 260, 270 with, with the emigration that's been going on, um, and a really, really strong political base. Good good voter turnout, good, uh, good awareness. Um, of course, everything comes down to taxes, money, revenue. Uh, it, it all kind of paints a picture of... of, of 
the, the, to, the totality that is Yonkers. That being said, it's also old world, old world New York. Um, it's a different kind of politics here in New York. Uh, <laughs> when I explain that to departments around the country that we work with, they don't seem to understand the, there is no, we talk about the election cycle. We mentioned the election cycle. The election cycle is 365 days a year at, at, at the, at the closing of the polls this year, we were already thinking about what we're doing for next year. Who's running? What spots are open? What seats we can fill? How do we get these electeds to give us their support formally? Uh, this this is a, it, it's an ongoing an ongoing uh, battle here. It's definitely in Yonkers, and I know it is most of New York. Uh, so so tell us about those battles that you 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 fight uh, in your city, uh, and then you know if you want to even go specifically while it's still kind of fresh in in your mind. Uh, Tell us just about this election day. Just walk through some of the things and, and that might paint a nice picture for someone who for maybe a different part of the country uh, who's maybe used to a different type of politics. Um, just just what what does what kind of work is required uh, in, in a place like Yonkers in order to sort of politically move the football down the field? So, yeah, it's uh bit of a disclaimer. Anything I say here is not, there, there's no direct intent towards any elected who might listen to this. It's just, it, it is the, it is the nature of the game here. Um, the nature of the game here is, is difficult. It, it's how much money do you have in your pack account to spend on politicians? How many members can you get to show up to a rally, to a protest, to an event? Um, and, and how dedicated you want to be to showing up to every single event that this elected wants to show up to. That's, that's, that's the game we play here. And at the same time, we have to take into account how much money they cost. Um, Yonkers for a big city, we are five companies behind where we were in, in the mid eighties when, when companies were closed. Uh, in, in the past three years, I think our, according to the census in the past three years alone, we, we've we've added like 15,000 residences alone uh, on, on, in one small section of the city. We've added um, commercial, we, we have got a casino coming in and we are, our runs are going up and our, 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 our demand is going up, but our staffing is way down. Staffing is kind of one of those ugly words that we, we don't like to use in our world, but for, for the reality of it, it's staffing. We need, we need more firefighters to help the people in Yonkers. And of course, when you, when you have an elected official who doesn't want to raise taxes, therein lies the, the, the dilemma. How do we, how do we convince them to, to raise taxes? So, so what is the argument you make or what is the, the sort of language? What is the story uh, you tell um, to, uh, you're directly to the politicians and that maybe then even a little wider to the, the public at large. I mean, inevitably they'll be the ones casting their votes. Um, how do you tell that story? Uh, you know, how do you tell people, uh, you know, the, the local person around the corner from the firehouse, I, I, as I tell firefighters and cops and, and firefighters and cops never believe this, but 98% of your city never thinks about you, you know, maybe if you drive by with your lights and sirens on. Uh, or if they called 911, they're thinking about you. But on a random Tuesday, you know, the mom that lives down the block from the firehouse is not thinking about their firefighters. How do you inject yourself sort of into that thought process? Um, how do you, you know, how do you um, how do you convince people of the value of your argument? Walk us through that. Right. So you just hit the nail on the head. Uh, I, I, I spun my wheels for for the better part of my whole career trying to bring emotion to it because emotion is good for us. Emotion of, uh, you know, appealing to the the emotions of that mom, of that grandma, of that grandpa, of somebody who, uh, you know, what, what happens if you need us, are we going to be available? But the reality of the world is, unless they have needed us in the past, 
they're willing to roll that di- those dice. They're 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 willing to not really consider it. They just want to they just want to go about and live their life. They've got other more important things in their world to to work with. So I've really kind of stepped back from emotion now. There, there's a time and place for it, but I've stepped back from the emotion, and now it's all about data and analytics. Um, and, and it's how do we harness the data and the analytics and the communication skills to bring us back full circle to getting that elected official. Uh, to getting us an audience with that elected official and getting them to see our point of view. Um, and, and that's really where NEP has come in for us. So uh, that's, 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 that's awesome. That, that's fascinating. Talk about that process. Uh, talk about how you, uh, you gather data, uh, how you, you organize it, how you break it down, how you decide what data is important. And then more, more importantly, how do you turn that data? How do you turn numbers, which may be somebody who, even a politician who's not thinking about the fire department much, how do you turn that into a narrative um, that somebody can understand? Walk, walk us through some of the things you've done there uh, in that regard. So uh, our association has been a client with NEP for about three years now. When I took over and I started to pay attention a little bit more to social media and branding, I realized that we had almost no social media presence at all, aside from a, a random safety post or, you know, stay away from this section of town because your fire officers are working at a scene right now. We were not constantly engaging. We were not doing ad building or, or anything like that. And we went from having, I think we had about 700 followers on our Facebook page. Uh, and out of those 700, I think two thirds of them didn't even live in our municipality. There's some firefighter in Long Beach, California, who just, he's a buff. There's a lot of buffs out there and they like the page. We, we, we shifted gears. I wanted, I wanted Yonkers people. I wanted Yonkers residents and people within our city boundaries to see, to see what we have to offer them and, and, and pretty much dedicated just for those people. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, not that I don't care because that, that's a bad way to say it, but for my purpose, I needed the voting base in Yonkers and the people in Yonkers to see what we did on a daily basis. So, so we really concentrated on that over the past probably year and a half. Now we've built that base uh, the term we, we geofence things. We draw we draw a social media boundary around the city of Yonkers, and we hit we hit just Yonkers with with our ads, our our our, our videos, our commercials, our stories, everything we do. We really just want Yonkers residents to see it, and we've more than quadrupled the size of our follow our followers in about eighteen months now. And and with that, not not just you know four thousand five hundred followers, but you have them, you have their families. It opens you up to a, a, a different world. Uh, obviously, for uh, for that to happen, the way that works, um, is, is if you're going to you know geofence using your your term, you're going to target audiences. Uh, you have to spend money. Um, those those um, features uh, are are not free in the social media world. Um, uh, so talk about uh, internally, you obviously must have had some discussions uh, on your boards uh, at, at work. I'm sure knowing how often these things work, there was resistance. Um, how did you internally kind of, um, you know, convince your own audience, your own members, your own fellow board members of the value of this? And then, you know, what what did you guys come up with as far as budgets or as far as processes or, or as far as things like that? So the, the, the budget process is kind of ongoing. Uh, one thing you can say about all firemen, we're all cheap. Nobody wants to spend, <laughs> nobody wants to spend money um, as a, as a, a leader of the organization, I don't want to spend my members' money, uh, especially in social media, where people think of these things as free services. You know, right. um, you know, and, and there is truth be told, you can have some organic growth in social media, 
but it takes a really long time to do. And, and we don't always have time. The thing that really sparked it with us is that we were, we were, when we started this, we were three years outside of a contract uh, in, in, in really contentious battles to get this contract done. And I was calling for rallies. I was calling for members to, to, to unite and activate and show up. And I couldn't get anybody to show up. So our options became limited. It's, well, we don't have the membership to show because that, that is a show of power. If you show up with four, three, four, 500 members in front of City Hall, you're going to get what you want. But when you can't do that, what's your next option? The other option is do nothing. I'm not that kind of guy. I, I, I want to make a difference. It was my job to make a difference. And the only other way to do that was to spend some money. Um, so coming up with a budget wasn't easy. We kind of left it open-ended. My board gave me some, some parameters to not spend too much. But if I did it wisely, spending you know an extra ten dollars or $15,000 a year with ad buys and things like that was, was well worth the cost um, to, to move the needle forward, if, if that makes sense. And I mean, and, and Yonkers, while not geographically uh, a, a huge place, I mean, you, a quarter million people is is a, is a large, you know, population. I mean, that's a that's a relatively big local market. Um, and yeah, like you said, you, to geofence that, um, you know, to to have those messages um, really not leave your borders. Um, you know, you, you're 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 getting a captive audience. Who are the people? Uh, that are engaged in the community that that who's it's their taxpayer you know their their tax money it's their businesses their homes uh and they're the ones voting um you know so that, that that's a that's a critical thing and everybody knows everybody in yonkers it's a it's a really small big city um right. and, and we were able to to do this in a way that you put an ad out on a sunday evening or a monday morning by mid monday morning all the right people were talking about what you put out there and that, that's what you want you want you want it to take on a life of its own and how how did the discussions internally, uh, where like I said, you know, firefighters are cheap; they're not showing up for things, they're they're um, you know they're hesitant to get involved in new initiatives. Uh, has that that reaction uh, sort of changed? Um, you know, people people sort of realizing your own members realizing the value of their union dues being invested in these kind of things. Very slowly, okay. Really, uh, my, my, even my executive board is still kind of split on this, but. Um, a, a recent ad that we won, that we that we rolled out, kind of. I, I think when we when we meet next week, it'll be the first meeting after the election cycle. We'll go over this data, and I think I'll be able to sway the rest of their vote, and they'll see just how how useful of a tool this is. Tell us about the ads. Where where did you place them? What was your strategy behind that? What was the message? So for for the last couple of years, most of our most of our messaging was safety safety uh, revolved around safety. It was. Um, really just to brand ourselves uh, and, and because of contract talks, because we were without a contract, I wanted, I wanted this mayor and the, and the city council, every time they turned their head, I wanted to see how great we were. So we really just spent the last several years branding ourselves. Hey, did you know this? Did you know that? Do you know that, that every time there's a fire, we're the first in the door and the last out, things like that. Uh, this election cycle, we settled our contract. We had a pretty good relationship going with our mayor and, uh, and the options were to either write him a nice big check for his PAC fund, which didn't really matter because he has a lot of money. I, I, I was trying to think of what we can do to, to continue this influence in, in a positive way. And a, a very good friend of mine and, and a mentor in the, in the labor world, uh, the local police PBA president, put out a video. He made a video himself and just kind of organically posted it pro-mayor um, for his friend, for how safe Yonkers is becoming and... and uh, and I watched what he did, and I said, "Wow, that's a great idea." You know, in, in my tenure as president, I'm 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 just completing five years. 
I've never had the opportunity to say, hey, thank you, Mr. Mayor. Uh, thank you, Councilperson. Thank you, Senator. It's always been a bit contentious. So I had an opportunity to put some money behind a good set of ads and 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 really strengthen our relationship. And you know, with the help of the digital advocacy team at NEP, we put together a 25-second ad and we got pretty tremendous results from it. Um and in your your interactions now with the mayor and or other politicians, um, is it clear that that uh, uh, that message is sort of being received? I mean, do, do you think that they are recognizing the work you're doing? A hundred percent. After the first night the ad was live, I think there was like 24,000 hits on the video and, and maybe 2000 view throughs, meaning they watched the whole video for 25 seconds. I got a phone call from two very, very influential politicians in the city uh, saying, holy cow, that was awesome. How did you guys do that? Almost like in a past tense. Um, they didn't really believe me. When, during contract talks, I had alluded to this. I said, please don't make me don't make me put a video out. Please don't make me access what I have access to, whether it's a voter list or, or digital boundaries or whatever it was. I said, please don't make me. And, and, and it all kind of worked out. But now that I actually ran an ad and, and I saw how blown away they were at 24,000 or 22,000 hits in the first day, whatever it was. I said, do me a favor, look at these every day and call me in a week from now and see what happens. And we went from whatever, 20, 22, 24,000 that first day. We had over 160,000 hits on the video. We had, I think, 80,000 plays that were at least five seconds and over 10,000, 10,000 plays that were the entire video, 25 seconds through. It was and, and and it sounds really nerdy and techy, but in, in the analytics, that that's a very successful campaign. It was less than two cents per, per view through. NEP supports public safety and trade unions through innovative fundraising, organizing, and communication tools. From customized websites to NEP Connect and Connect Plus, our ultimate membership database, communication, and mobile app and one platforms, to digital advocacy, fundraising, crowdfunding, and more all with best-in-class security and customer support. Visit nepservices.com to learn more. NEP Services, building power for unions. And, and, and it's hard um, uh, for folks who who are maybe in other parts of the country. Um, you know, I, I spent, uh, b- before we started rolling, I, I was we were talking about this. I mean, I spent five years as a, a communications director, social media director for the Professional Firefighters Association in New Jersey. Uh, I, I've been a district service rep for the IFF uh, in the first district uh, for New York and New Jersey. Um, we have a lot of very small uh, geographic uh, size communities, um, and and it you know it goes from colonial times. You know, I mean, the, these cities were laid out when when people were traveling on you know horseback and and boats that had sails on them. You know, so um, uh, the geographic areas are, are small. Um, but the population density is is tremendous in in many places, and the and the challenging thing often becomes from a media perspective, um, where if if you were maybe out in the Midwest, where you, you your your city of two hundred fifty thousand people or so would be the big dog in that area with maybe you know very minor suburbs, um, you're a blip on the radar when you border Manhattan and 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 the Bronx. Um, you know, you're not going to be able to get much of a, a, a traction in traditional media. You know, you're not going to get the New York TV stations um, to cover a lot of what you do. You're not going to get the New York Times to to, to cover what you do. Um, and, and and that's why, uh, you know, we're, you're, you know, even on radio, you're, you're, you're competing with all of these other uh, entities, including, you know, the big city that's just to yourself. 
uh, so when you do these kind of digital ads and you geofence, um, you're, 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 you're hitting your residents. So that, you know, you're hitting your stakeholders and the, the value of that, um, in areas where you, you can't, can, you can't really influence the media the way you can in maybe some smaller markets, uh, it just is so invaluable. Um, and, uh, that was always just something that, uh, you know, I tried to explain, um, uh, you know, to, 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 to places, to, to people in places that are, you know, densely populated with very small geographic boundaries. Um, but, but as you're proving, uh, it's paying off. It, it, on, on so many different fronts. I mean, not only do we run this ad and we get, we get, you know, 155,000 uh, views, but at the same time, we're building our goodwill bank. We're building our followership, our followership, uh, if that's the proper word, our following. Um, you know, just by, just by getting a couple hundred more people to follow our page on a daily basis, as we run all the safety ads and, and we're, we're building our goodwill, as Mark Tregley likes to say, and, and that goodwill bank is, is more important than anything. As, as a local uh, union and a local labor group, the last thing you want to do is go to the public with an ask. And, sure. and, and you definitely don't want to go to the public with an ask the first time you're trying to, trying to court them. You want, you want to have a longstanding relationship with them. You want them to trust you. You want them to, to believe you before you go to them and, and, and try to you know, incite a riot and get them on your side. You you mentioned uh, you mentioned your your uh, police union president as well. Um, has your have your police labor organizations been uh, kind of following your lead on some things and 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 how are they making out in that realm? So truth be told, I, I follow the PBA president. Uh, his name is Keith Olson. I don't know if I, sh- I should share that, but he is probably one of the most forward thinking and progressive labor leaders I've ever met. He is constantly thinking of what's next. I had a conversation with him just recently about about the the data on our video, and we were we were both talking about how you, how you, how do you engage somebody? You have three seconds. That's I think that's what the industry says. You have three seconds to grab somebody, and he's already thinking about well, that's changing. What's the next way to grab somebody for three seconds so we have them so we can get the information to them? Um, he thinks outside the box quite a bit. With everything that that occurred with George Floyd and and uh, about two years ago and, and and the riots nationwide, we didn't have that in Yonkers. We were very fortunate here, and I think a lot of that is because of his his leadership with the organization and 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 how his his members stand behind him and how forward thinking he was and how he engaged the community and the electeds and and I, I look to him uh, almost as a mentor and 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 when, when I when I I'm not afraid that I, I look to him towards for guidance about how to how to engage moving forward. And have they been doing some of this digital advocacy? Uh, you know, and 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 are they investing, you know, financially in the same way uh, that the fire locals are? So a little more so now. Keith Keith runs their social media page on on his own, um, and and they've grown organically. They've grown tremendously organically. Just meaning he sits there and he constantly posts. But recently, we uh, we kind of courted him with NEP. He is a, a VIP client already. And we courted him and showed him our digital advocacy and what what we actually can do and harness harness the, the data and the analytics, and he's he jumped right on it. So I, I believe the Yonkers PBA is going to be jumping jumping into an advocacy plan to build their following and build their their goodwill bank. Let's step out a little bit beyond Yonkers, uh, and and we'll 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 have you you put on your NEP hat a little bit here. Uh, you deal with clients uh, that are all over, um, you know, that are geographically, um, you know, in many, many places. Um, some are large, some are small, uh, some are very advanced uh, in what they do. Uh, some are on, you know, literally step one. 
what are some of those things you do with those places that maybe are just starting out um, that um, don't have a plan, don't have a committee, don't have uh, you know resources allocated to these sort of things? Um, how do you start the conversation? Uh, you know about how um, how some of these maybe smaller places or just places that haven't done it before. Um, how and why they need to uh, to kind of look into and invest in these these sort of things. Right, it, it's a common theme across the country. Most most organizations either don't don't think they need it or don't know that they need it. But everybody needs it. Everybody needs advocacy. We're, we live in a world now where we have to brand ourselves. So the way the way we we kind of win them over is through a series of intake uh, calls. Our, our advocacy team uh, or a number of us will meet with these clients. Uh, Numerous times. Sometimes it takes four or five hour long or two hour long sessions on a Zoom or on a Google Meet for them to actually verbalize or realize what they act, what they really need, what what their what their abilities are. So we will we will break it down. We'll we'll do intake with them. We'll find out what their needs are. We'll look at their social media. We'll look at their communications platforms. And and once we finally narrow down what their needs are, then we develop a strategic plan to implement them uh, and, and and to grow them. And, and, and what are, what are some of the challenges that you usually face? I'm, I'm, you're, you're, you know, you're telling me you're obviously, you have a, a fairly sophisticated operation going on now in Yonkers and you're still, uh, you know, getting some pushback from your membership or at least getting a lot of quizzical looks. Um, you know, what are those first, you know, meetings usually like with some of these places that haven't started any of these things? A lot, a lot of, a lot of funny looks on the, on the screen, a lot of, uh, disbelief, uh, everyone, you will get one or two board members that are on the screen and they're, they're, they're all for you. Their fists are pumping in the air and they're, they're motivated and they're happy because it's almost like we're vindicating what they've been saying, but it takes some time to convince them. Um, cause we're also, we're not convincing, we're, we're convincing them first how to spend their, their members money. Everything costs money. Not, not a lot always. Sometimes it does, depending on what your needs are. We're also trying to convince them to change their, change their, the way they think and, and, you know, firemen don't like change. Firefighters sure. don't like change. So it's really difficult to to, to get that through to them. And, and sometimes it takes several uh, several conversations. We have to show them data, show them analytics. Um, you know, it's it, it, it takes some time. I, I think that the the one thing I try to to reframe, which, which changes, to just to try to change people's perspectives in valuing um, some of these things, is uh, that. You know, I, I always say, who's your audience? You you, you start with the audience first. Um, I don't even start with the message. I, I start with the audience uh, because the audience then usually dictates the message. Um, and the 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 opportunity that exists now that never existed before is that your audience is consuming uh, content often on the same on one device these days, uh, which is you know their their phone or their their tablet or or, or whatever. Um, that same screen where they can watch a movie off of Netflix, uh, or they can watch a, a, a game, you know, an NFL game on, on Amazon or that's streaming. Um, they could also be sitting and just watching, like you just said, the, the three second video, you know, or 25 second video on Facebook or Instagram or, or TikTok or wherever. Um, and you could interject yourself into that same, that same realm, that same bit of time that your audience, which is your stakeholders, um, would be traditionally, you know, having been using their time to watch a movie. Well, when they're sitting in bed or sitting at their desk or sitting on the couch and looking at a screen, 
um, you can get, you can be on that screen. Uh, you can be the content. Um, and, and that opportunity never kind of existed before. Um, and that's a whole different way of thinking. Uh, and, and, um, to me, it's exciting. I mean, it's, it's daunting. Um, you know, it's, it's intimidating in some ways. Uh, but the opportunity there, uh, has, has never been, um, you know, it's, it's never been achievable in the way it is now. No, the, the, the access is tremendous. Uh, there, there's tr a lot of responsibility in this because we have to be really careful what we're, what we're, what we're branding and messaging in that access. Cause we, we can, we can get people in their most informal times, their, their vulnerable times. I mean, you don't, you don't know what anyone's going through, but I can tell you, I can put a message out tomorrow and I can get it in front of a hundred thousand people in, in in a matter of minutes. You better make sure that that you you are responsible with that message. NEP supports public safety and trade unions through innovative fundraising, organizing, and communication tools. From customized websites to NEP Connect and Connect Plus, our ultimate membership database, communication, and mobile app inline platforms, to digital advocacy, fundraising, crowdfunding, and more all with best-in-class security and customer support. Visit nepservices.com to learn more. NEP Services, building power for unions. And, and, and you know, you, you deal with mostly public safety uh, clients. Um, what, what are those messages? You talked earlier about um, uh, using data and analytics um, and, and things like that to sort of be the backbone uh, of, of some of the, the stories you're telling. Um, talk a little bit more about that. Like talk about some of the things in, in, you know, yes, there's the generic safety messages that we've all been, we've all put out for forever. Um, how do you take that a little bit further? Uh, are you asking uh, what, what kind of, what kind of actual, actual messaging we're putting out there? I mean, sure. So we, we can talk about lithium ion batteries. Uh, okay. I have, I have noticed, uh, nationwide, they're not as big of a problem yet, but it, but it is coming. In the New York metropolitan area, we're, we're seeing a ton of fatalities with with fires related to lithium ion batteries. So we're we're currently running ads out there in English and in Spanish um, on on lithium ion battery safety. Uh, it, it's and, and the Spanish part of it, I think, is even more important than, than the English part of the ads. And you're you're doing that from the labor organization point of view. We're doing that. The the, the Yonkers fire officers are running this campaign, um, which. That's a whole other argument. I, I feel it is a responsibility of the departments and the administration to do it, but they also don't. They don't have the access, the wherewithal, the 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 resources to do it. Sometimes, and right now we've got better access than they do. Uh, so so we're we're doing it, and and actually we're running the Yonkers the Yonkers ads on a county level. We just helped set, successfully pass county uh, county legislation, preemptive legislation for for lithium ion batteries. Um, at first it was, it was seemingly pretty easy. Everybody wanted to take these, take these devices away from people, make them illegal. But what if that Hispanic, uh, father of, of three or four, you know, that, that delivery bike he's got, what if that's the way he feeds his family? We can't, we can't take that away. So we just try to send out safe messaging the best we can to, to educate people. Talk about that relationship. Uh, that, that's interesting that you brought that up and, and something that, that I come across quite a bit. Um, people I I've taught these kind of classes many a times to a mixed audience where there may be labor leaders uh, and then there may be, you know, white shirted, uh, you know, fire chiefs, police chiefs. Um, and I've had them ask the question as, you know, as to, um, you know, well, why do you work with unions so much? Why don't you just work with the fire department? And I always say, well, in an ideal world, the message is the same. 
Um, you know, but but that often a it's either the message isn't the same, unfortunately. Uh, the priorities are different, you know, or like in your your sake, maybe the city or the fire department, the fire chief doesn't have the ability to 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 spend money uh, or time on these kind of things. Talk about that sort of, um, you know, you meet with new clients or things like that. Uh, how do you navigate that? How do you get people to understand? Um, and then, and I always say, and I, I give you guys, I, I, I tip my hat to you. Um, if the fire department or the city aren't going to do it, well, we're going to do it anyway. And, um, you know, and, and I mean, just talk about that. That's kind of what it sounds like you guys did in Yonkers. Yeah. Um, so, so again, going back to the whole change and disbelief, uh, we're, we're, we're not a top heavy organization by any means. We've got minimal command staff in Yonkers and out of the command staff we have, I, I don't think any of them really, whether whether or not they even have a Facebook profile or understand it, they don't. Uh, we we don't have the budget to run ads. We don't have the budget to hire uh, people that do. Um, they're just they're older firefighters who are just set in their ways and they don't understand it. Luckily, I was brought in early enough to 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 have an understanding of it. And and the reality the reality is the need is there. The public needs to know this information. The public needs to know. Not only when to change their, their, the batteries in their smoke detectors and and to you know make sure the car seat is safe, but they need they need to know everything. And if if the fire officers union has the the wherewithal to do it, I am going to do it because we have we have a, a responsibility to the public to to provide them safe safe messaging. But I'm also going to capitalize on it. Let's let's be real. That that's my job. I'm a labor leader. My job is to get the job done for my members. So if nobody else is doing it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to brand it and I'm going to, I'm going to get the benefits of that brand. Yeah, you're going to fill that vacuum. Um, yeah. and, and that's the same argument. You know, uh, I, I just, just yesterday, actually, I had, uh, I, I was, I was with my son's soccer team. Uh, it was their end of the year party. And, uh, one of the other team parents, uh, formerly worked in, you know, for a long time in the local newspaper business. Um, and, uh, she, she has since left that world. And we were just discussing about the sort of demise and challenges, you know, of that world. And, uh, and that is, uh, that is an issue in public safety. Uh, you know, the local news used to the, the fire, fire service, police, you know, law enforcement were, were sort of the darlings of, uh, the local paper, just cause if you had a fire in your downtown, uh, and they got a great picture of that, I mean, that was selling newspapers, um, you know, that, that was, that was getting people that was attracting eyes. Well, that those worlds have collapsed in a lot of places. And yes, that is a challenge. Uh, it is not putting, uh, the, um, the messages and the actions, uh, being taken by, by public safety in front of the public any, anymore. But like I said before, though, the same screen that would have shared that message now, um, is available for, for, like you said, for, for the labor organization to, to step and say, okay, well, if the fire department's not going to be proactive uh, with a really uh, hardworking, well-supported public information officer, um, well, 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 we will. Um, and, and, you know, and, and I, I mean, we kind of do that where I work and, and we have a good relationship uh, between kind of labor and management. But um, if, if our members are doing something and the fire department, uh, uh, you know, isn't going to talk about that, uh, well, then the union's going to talk about that. You know, it's our job to promote the the work and show the value of our members um, and and the work they put in. And uh, I feel like sometimes that that that's even a challenge to convince union members to understand. Well, that's the fire department's job, or that's the police department's job. Okay, well, if they're not doing that job, um, take advantage of that space. And, and you also have the other side of that argument was our, our most most firefighters don't like talking about themselves. Well, you know. If if I was if I was talking to you as my member, Jim, I'd say, oh, like, Jim, you, you coach your you coach your son's soccer team. Tell me about that. No, I don't really want to talk about that. But but that's part of 
humanizing you and us to the public that we represent. We have to sell ourselves. We have to brand ourselves. The reality with mainstream media, what, what sells for them is either the firefighter running out of a burning building with a baby in their hands or that same firefighter wrecking his car in a, in a, in a Dewey or, or something negative. Uh, we need we need the other 99.9% of everything in the middle. Sure. On a, that's the basis. Yeah, I mean, in, in public safety too, we're 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 usually sort of blessed in that the 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 positive actions of the members in the public safety realms, I mean, are happening nonstop. I mean, they're happening, you know. I, I mean, Yonkers firefighters, Yonkers fire officers, Yonkers police officers are are doing. They're helping the public dozens, if not hundreds, of times a day, every day, you know. And um, it's just a matter of you know how do you cover that yourself? It's almost like you you have to you have to sort of get labor organizations. Um, to to think about how they're going to cover themselves almost from a journalistic point of view. Um, I, you know, I, I don't like going all the way to PR. It's not it's not necessarily PR. I feel like PR isn't isn't as organic as just simply um, I, as I my saying is always, you know, talk about your members and what they do. Talk about your people and what they do, because like you said, ninety nine point nine percent of the time, they're they're doing things that are leading to positive outcomes to the to the residents and and visitors and and business owners in your community. Uh, just tell some of those stories. You know, uh, you don't even have to make them up. They're they're happening. <laughs> you know, right. That 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 is our goodwill bank right there. Just simply talking about what our members do, uh, what charitable endeavors they do, what 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 they do for people following up after a call. I mean, there's there's, there's stories we we that they're right there at our fingertips. We just have to grab them and, and, and brand them. Yeah. The actions are already happening. Uh, it's just, you know, there's, there's no newspaper left to, to tell those stories. Um, so you have to sort of rethink, um, in, in how you do that. And, and that, that's always something I know you and I, you know, advocate for, uh, with, with, with the labor organizations that, that we work for, we work with. And you need somebody who's willing to do it as well. I mean, as, as the president of the association, I don't always have the time. I don't have the time to 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 find out what's going on and do every individual story. I'm lobbying for legislation or I'm helping run elections and everything else. We we need to we need to get more of our members involved in in this. I, I you know realm is a bad word. I don't know what the right, proper word is, but in, the, in this world of advocacy, well, it's, people- yeah, it's an investment. Um, I mean, and and it, it's 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 at a minimum, it's an investment of time. Um, a lot of these things don't don't take much or any money. Um, they all take time. Um, and, and so anything, you know, when you use the word investment, then that's always tied to the word value. Um, so I, I think we started this conversation, you know, where, where I said, you know, you, you, when you started talking about this with your board and, you know, you got a lot of blank looks, um, but you're slowly, uh, you know, getting some understanding now because they are seeing value and, and you're, you're smart and you're using analytics, you're using numbers where you can actually back up the, you know, it's not just anecdotally you're telling stories. You can you can say, hey, this is you know, look at look at these numbers. This is this is this is significant, and I, I think that's the way this all moves forward. Um, and and then these kind of things, like I when I got on a job, I, I feel like the union's biggest, um, the its biggest focus was on discipline. Um, and uh, and nowadays, like we we don't have. I mean, sure, I'm sure there's dis- there's probably things I don't even know that go on in my own organization. But for the most part, like we don't have a lot of problems, you know, so it's like, let's take some of that time and money and focus that we used to, you know, spend worrying about discipline issues um, and just move that into advocacy. Yeah, I mean, there, there is discipline. There's negatives. Uh, we are a bunch of 
alpha male knuckleheads and females and the females that do make it through they're they're even more alpha than we are because they're they're like the top one percent of, of their of their game but that stuff goes on every day but you know what you're not going to hear about it the public in yonkers doesn't hear about it because i'm branding it differently if, if i do my job properly that one story about that one negative isn't going to make or break our reputation right um it's just it, it's it, it's it's difficult to to keep that narrative going i do think though uh getting back to what you were just saying I think after my my executive board meeting next week and they, and they see the numbers, I uh, I think it's going to be harder for me because they're going to say, well, what's next? I mean, we just crushed the numbers on this. We, we really, I don't think we could have done possibly any better than we did with this last ad. Like like a typical fireman, they're going to say, all right, well, what, what do you have now? Well, I tell you what I, I mean, the way I I spin that um, and and I, I'm going to push it back on the, the content um, sort of, you know, where everything's in a content crush and that, that, uh, you know, content crunch. Um, and we, we see, you know, go on your own Facebook or, or, you know, Instagram feed like right now, and you're going to see content some way. Why this pit my friend posted this photo seven days ago. Why am I seeing it now? It's because there's not as much content organically in those places, you know, as there used to be. So again, though, that to me, that's opportunity, um, that, okay, these places don't have as much content as they are. They're still having eyeballs go to them. Um, how do I get my content in there? So, so a lot of that just becomes, I use the word relentless, um, in the same way, a radio station or a TV station, if you, if you turn on that channel one day, uh, or you turned your radio dial to a station and there was dead air, you know, if, if every day you drove into work, you listened to, you know, you name the radio station, um, and one day when you drove into work, there's no sound coming across. Uh, all right. You, you may change the station that day. Um, you know, but if you came to work the next day and the same thing happened, um, you're probably not going to go back there. Um, you know, and, and, or you're going to forget about that station. You may randomly come across it every once in a while. It's the same thing on TV. If you, you turned on, you know, channel seven and the screen was blank, um, you're not going to go there. you they have to relentlessly put out content. Not always good content, but there's always content there. You have to you have to get into that realm. I think uh, if you want to remain in the public consciousness, um, you have to give them something to think about. Uh, the reason the mom you know around the corner or the family around the corner doesn't think about the firehouse is because most of the time there's not there's not a fire that you know they're, most of the time they're they're not calling nine one one. The fire trucks aren't running out the door. You know, I mean, maybe if you live next door to the firehouse, you're 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 hearing the sirens every day, but you're just you're you're not you're not crossing their their minds. No, um, uh, the, yeah, there's the half life on uh, on Goodwill is pretty short. Yeah, you have, yeah. You have, relentless is a good word. Relent, you have to be relentless in your efforts to 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 brand yourself with that goodwill. Yeah. And that, and that, that's just a, you know, that, that's just an organic sort of, um, you know, evolution that needs to take place, I think, uh, in the public service service realms. Um, I, I think, you know, the work that, that you and I and our, our colleagues, and, and that's both at NEP and, uh, you know, in a brand and a bigger scale in the, in the IFF and the FOPs and the PBAs, um, you know, that, are, that are, that are doing, I mean, I, I think there's real momentum finally. Uh, I mean, I've been trying to do this stuff for, for 25 plus years, um, and I finally, I feel like people don't look at me like I'm crazy. Um, 
So, I mean, I, I think, you know, unless you have anything, any kind of more stories, you know, to have, I, I think we kind of wrap this up. I mean, if you want to talk about how a, a listener, um, how, how can listeners find, find you, how do, how do they find NEP? How, how do they, how do they, you know, I don't want to turn this into a, an infomercial, but, but um, what kind of support is out there uh, both potentially for free or, or, you know, or, or through existing memberships uh, that, that labor organizations have, or it, through commercial services, so like what NEP does. How, how does somebody find these things, and how do they start? So uh, start starting. You have to start with the decision. You have to start with the decision that that what you have may may or may not be working, and that you want to improve it. Uh, once you start with that, then then it's limitless. Uh, I don't want to misrepresent, though. I don't want anyone to think that you make a call tomorrow, the whole game changes in a very short amount of time. This is it's a both a chess game and a marathon at the same time. It, it's a series of really strategic moves and and decisions that get you to a good point. You don't want to you don't want to start um the day before an election. Uh like we're we're, we're one week out from the uh this last election cycle. Right now every local organization should be working towards the 2024 election cycle. A year really isn't that much time. You should already have things in place, but now is now is when you're working towards that. You have to give yourself ample amount of time to build it. You have to spend money, you have to you have to build from the ground up. NEP supports public safety and trade unions through innovative fundraising, organizing, and communication tools. From customized websites to NEP Connect and Connect Plus, our ultimate membership database, communication, and mobile app in one platforms, to digital advocacy, fundraising, crowdfunding, and more, all with best-in-class security and customer support. Visit nepservices.com to learn more. NEP services, building power for unions. I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm union president Smith, uh, in local, you know, one, two, three, and Hey, I, I need to find uh, PJ. I want to talk to you. I want to find you. I want, I want to, I want to find out what, what you can, you can help my members, you know, do, uh, how do I start with that? So uh, I, I guess we'll, uh, we'll give you some contact information, but, uh, truth be told, I'm the, I'm the junior man on this, uh, on this totem pole. I'm part of a, a digital advocacy team. That that is pretty phenomenal and pretty uh pretty skilled. Uh, you know, Jim Aleski, you're one of them. Uh, we've got we've got Josh Frederick. He's a secretary secretary treasurer of his local out in Louisville, Texas. We've got uh, Gabby. She is a she's got a master's degree in political action and she's phenomenal at what she does. We have Nick Laughlin. He's a firefighter. We've got Sean Carlin, who's a an AP uh, AP writer. We've got a great team. We've got Mark Treglio, who ran the International's media team for, I think, eight or nine years before he came over to NEP and helped found this advocacy team. So you can get in touch with any of the team members. You can uh, email me directly. I, I guess I'll, I'll have Jim put the uh, the contact information out or do a simple Google search for, for either NEP media or NEP digital advocacy and, and look for any one of the team members. And you drop an email in and, and we, will, we will have a personal conversation with you. You'll be assigned to one of us. There's no, there's no outsourcing. There's no, there's no dancing around. Uh, you want to speak to me? You call me directly. We will have, we will have a series of conversations to see um, if, if, if a campaign like this would be beneficial to you and your organization. Have, have you been working? I, I know NEP has expanded beyond public safety, labor, um, and going into to trades and and some other, uh, you know, related type organizations like that. Um, ha have you been working with any of those yet? Do you have any experience, any insight on on any differences? So my, my exposure is, is rather minimal with the with the with the trades, but it's blowing up. Uh, we we have a couple of uh, client success managers who are handling the trades exclusively, and and it is growing like you wouldn't believe. Um, 
the, the trade very much like us with, with public safety, the trades are realizing that the, the same whole game with, with how do you gain access to those IDAs to, to, to make changes? You start with getting your public base built up and, and using that same public base to go after your entry level elected officials. It's, you know, the, the elected, the elected's answer to somebody. It's, it's better if the elected's sure. you. Sure. All right. Well, uh, thank you for your time. This has been a, a fantastic uh, conversation. Um, I'm, I, you and I are both, you know, very passionate uh, about not only our, our jobs in the fire service, but um, you know about about engagement and advocacy uh, and 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 things like that. And um, I, I think it's an exciting time. I, I think there's opportunities that exist uh, that never existed before. Um, and uh, I, I think. Um, you know, it's it's important for for organizations to to recognize that and to to like you know I used the word vacuum before to, to step in that vacuum and and and, uh, and 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 move forward and in the interest of their members and in the interest of the, of the public that they serve. Um, so, uh, PJ Goldfeder, uh, Yonkers, New York Uniform Firefighters Association. Uh, and in full disclosure, also of NEP services. Uh, easiest way to find uh, PJ, you can find me, you can find uh, our colleagues. Just visit nepservices.com. You can visit nepmedia.net. Uh, and we have a lot of content uh, that uh, that ties into uh, a lot of the discussions. Uh, there are a lot of topics that we just discussed. Uh, and, and, and also, uh, if you go to the NEP services website, um, talks about a lot of the other services that uh, NEP offers. Uh, so uh, once again, I'm Jim Oleski uh, with NEP Media. Um, and uh, great to, to have you all joining us today. And uh, we'll catch you the next time. Thank you for listening to NEP Media and Jim Oleski's conversation with PJ Goldfeder. Remember to subscribe to NEP Media wherever you get your favorite podcasts. You can also reach us at nep.news at nepservices.com. And for the latest ideas and information from around the worlds of public safety, organized labor, communications, politics, and more, please visit our website at nepmedia.net.